Hello, and welcome to Wives and Weirdos Fathomless, the D&D podcast set in the world of Fialor. I'm your Dungeon Master Darby, and joining me as always are Eddie, playing Tibble, Mitch, playing Neris, Jake, playing the Fishman, Joe, playing Alton, Laura, playing Janice and Rue, Emily, playing Cerise, and Zoe, playing Loren. Let's jump into it. So, where we last left off, discussions were had about Cerise's patron and business with the Aboleth and the mysterious stranger as the party returned to the Polaris, giving the Red Phoenix crew members passage back to the next port. As part of that, Loren and Neris exchanged shots of alcohol and vinegar <laughs> During the shock of downing a shot of vinegar, Neris found his vision drawn away to another time and another place, seeing a vision of someone walking through the chambers of the heads of the Hydra, entering their main chamber as one of their own. For now, we return back to the deck of the Polaris. I must say, not wearing pants is a very bold move. Is this part of everyday attire, or are you a performer? Rue asks Damien, tilting their head to one side. Damien laughs a little at this, and he seems quite delighted in Rue even sort of asking him questions, and he still has that fascination on his face. And, well, uh, <laughs> I suppose you could call it a bit of both. Uh, <laughs> I don't like things being restrictive. And honestly, I would think it would be a criminal with legs like these to cover them up, don't you think? I mean, you are definitely making those boots work for you. Thank you, sweetheart. But, um, as far as performing, um, I dabble. Oh, I see. Do you sing or dance? I've been known to, uh, sing a tune from time to time when I'm back home. Oh, how exciting. My mentor used to sing quite a lot. Alton kind of just like, I don't know, he was probably like talking to Fishman or something, but he catches the end of this conversation. He's probably glaring at Rue as well as he does. Oh, is the newest crew member bothering you? Of course not. Besides, Mr. Damien is not part of the crew so far. Are you new to the Red Phoenix? You must know Loren. She is very nice. <laughs> oh, I find Loren delightful. Don't you worry. But, uh,. I needed somewhere to uh, conduct business out of, and uh, well, Cerise was just so darn sweet in letting me stay for a short while. Oh, I see. And Rick looks over at Cerise and looks back down at Alton, senses a vibe, nod, and sort of like step back a little bit. So Alton would ask, I'm um, like, kind of like tilt his head a little bit at um, what Damien's saying, and then ask and smatter in a few words of thieves' cat, which he doesn't. He would know a couple of words. I could just be like, do you uh, work for an organization or something? You see his eyes sort of flash and he grins. Oh, well, uh, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. <laughs> All right. Sure, Alton will pull up 
I think he's probably already got his sleeves rolled up, actually, from swimming. He'll just kind of, like, indicate the tattoos that are going across his arm that are kind of these, like, abstract lines of, like, water ripples. I mean, I'm not being blatant about it, but... Oh, sweetheart, I'm afraid I'm unfamiliar. Never been around uh, Tavama. That's pretty much where we held up. Not really around anymore, though. I'm from more of a uh, family business. So Damien presents his business card to you in a little flourish of magic. And you would see the spiel that everyone else got. So very quite simple. Um, Damien Onfroy, the prodigy. And in the little section where it has services for medicinal purposes only, just before it is what many others may see as some back scripting and like back decoration, but is actually thieves can. Alton would see that there's a message there that says, follow the lick of the poison flowers to find your joys. Interesting. It's great to meet someone in the same kind of domain, I guess. Oh, you are a uh, doctor of sorts, I guess. Yes, that's right. I'm a trained medic. And the ship's doctor, actually. I'm also quite the gunsling of the, the ship as well. I couldn't help noticing you've got a revolver there. Can I see it? What, what, what kind of make is that one? Damien pulls out his revolver and you can see that it is very ornate and decorated. So it's gold-plated, and the gold plating has intricately engraved with flowers that I'd say, Alton, being of your profession, you would recognise them all to be of some level of poison. And he offers it out to you, and he's like, well, I'm not really the one to get my hands dirty, if I can help it. I get my hands dirty in different ways. But, uh, she was a gift. That's a mighty fine gift. That looks like it'd be quite the pricey one. It's uh, a fortune. Does it use real bullets? She's a bullet gun. That's incredible. Ah, fair enough. It, it, it would be quite good the threat factor, even if you're not firing it. Sugar nepotism certainly has its perks. It was a gift from my dad. <laughs> I see. That's quite kind to them. Yeah, well, I'm... More of a lover than a fighter. If you ever want any tips on how to uh, shoot the thing or anything, I would be happy to help. Oh, a hands-on lesson, would it be? Uh. <laughs> I'm sure you're quite talented with those hands of yours, so a demonstration would be kindly appreciated. Though I am not sure how long my uh, current acquaintances will be on this here ship, so I guess we better make the most of it. Partway through that conversation, Cerise would have just wandered off down the front of the ship somewhere. I am so sorry, Alton, but what that does mean is that you are stuck with Damien mm-hmm. um, because he then, once you've finished your story, insists on having a tour of the ship because oh God. I'm just a little old guest here. I might lose my way. Right. Yes, okay, it's not very exciting, but sure. He's not used to this attention. Having watched that as well, Rook finds her head. They've probably just been chatting away happily towards Tibble. I'm pretty sure he was flirting with Alton. I think he was flirting with me too before, but I'm quite attractive, so that's pretty easy to accidentally do. 
I uh, rule, lad, I think perhaps that one might cause a bit of a stir on the ship. True. You know what I'll do? I'll go speak to Ham and get him to spy on him. I think that Ham is one of our best operatives and one of our most subtle. A wonderful idea. Excellent. I will give him a briefing. What's Fishman doing? I'm dying to know. <laughs> Please. <laughs> He'll check in with Nizen to see if anything happened whilst they were gone. See if there's been any more of our water zombies coming up because they didn't run into any down there. There have not been any more of them. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I guess without the knowledge that Cerise is up the front, you'll probably also go up to the front for separate reasons. But I guess it's just coincidental that they both went to the same spot. Fishman wants to ponder. So he'll probably have his book open, writing in it as he approaches the front of the ship. As he approaches the front of the ship, he would see Cerise leaning against the rails of the ship, just sort of staring off into the distance in the direction they're heading. Fishman will kind of give the book a a solid thud closed and then kind of pocket it as he goes up to the front of the boat as well, beside her and goes... It seems odd that a captain is without their vessel. It is, isn't it? We've run into a great many monstrosities upon our journey here. Mm. Is it perhaps that the Red Phoenix has succumbed to the might of the sea? We didn't plan on leaving in this manner. I do apologize. I feel like I am always prodding for information. But the Red Phoenix likes to keep its secrets and to keep me intrigued. This extra member of the Red Phoenix, am I to believe that they are now head of the Red Phoenix, giving orders to the champion, not the captain? There is no new member of the ship. That was just simply someone we were helping, and they were meant to take us with them. Clearly there are other plans. So do you still follow your own wind? Do you make your own path still? Partly. Very interesting. I do what I want until I'm needed. And then when I'm needed, I go where I go. Sounds like contractual work. Much like us. You could say so. Myself, I feel quite lost at the moment. That thing seemed to know you. But I not it. I didn't get answers. And that... I am concerned is perhaps the end of that trail. I'm sure there's more than one way. Abelus, as far as I'm aware, quite rare. (laughs) Most people go an entire lifetime without seeing but a single one. Most do not live to tell of the tale. True. But who's to say an Abelus is the path? What are you suggesting? Perhaps there's higher powers that might be able to help you. Perhaps one could use, but my experience is that they come at a cost. Quite so. No, you don't seem the type, do you? I'd rather grip my fate with my own two hands. If I happen to dig myself a hole and die in it, so be it. I'd rather call on the aid of my friends than some higher power. From my experience, they have done nothing but torment me. And for some, there are no other options. So where do you find yourself in this situation? Because I have a strong, strong inkling that you 
have taken up on this higher power. Conrad, I'm guessing. Yes, I have. What would Captain Thunderbolt want that they don't already have and need that of an usurper god to obtain? Things happen. Not everybody who's in dire straits have friends that they can call on. That is true, that is true. Things do change, but for me personally, there's always been an end goal. And what happens in the middle, I will simply have to do. If things do change, even if I did not have the option to rely on friends, I would not simply turn to a god for something like that. Maybe unless it was life or death. Most people don't unless it's life or death. And is this something that has happened to you? Perhaps. Even with your trusting Loren by your side, you two seem to look out for each other. We try. Not that she's really talking to me at the moment. Trouble in paradise? Well, she'd been quiet since the whole Polaris incident, really, but she doesn't like Damien or whom we met. I've noticed something off with Loren. It's not hard to see that Damien is the cause. He is a very interesting one. He certainly is. So why pair yourself the likes of them? They seem chaotic, almost a burden, perhaps. Yet, you stick with? They are a means to an end. And then to be disposed of, much like the Aboleth. He does seem the type to get bored easily, so I dare say we shan't see him much longer. You find yourself meeting very strange people on the sea. You certainly do. And Cerise very pointedly looks Fishman up and down. But strange is subjective, is it not? True. What is strange to some is not to others. What is your plan for the voyage here? To lie low. I feel that Loren needs... Slightly different faces. You seem to care much for Loren. I do remember a scenario that happened. Loren was in quite some pain. I could hear screaming, but it was quite almost ethereal. I was not quite able to see, but you were quick to act, quick to cover. That is not mine to tell. I am concerned for Loren. It seems that... And he'll kind of lean up against, let's call him the banisters of the ship. Much like Damien, you do too like to bounce. It seems you have a new goal, and you seem to have perhaps dived too deep. Are you sure the crew of the Red Phoenix are not the cost of this, Conrad? Whatever happens will happen. I've rebuilt before. I'll do it again. I like to think I can pick people, get to them, but... Let's say your vibe changes every single time we meet. Different things have been happening every time we've met. And should we expect such an escalation as what has happened again and again every single time we meet? Because I believe that getting gods involved is quite literally the fullest extent of escalation. Gods have been involved for a long time. And yet now you act. It's time for the cogs to be turned. Might I ask one more question? It's never quite clear whether or not the Polaris is friend or foe. And with your definition of friends being quite 
let's put it, fluctuate. Would the Polaris be involved in this grand plan of yours that you are so strongly keeping hidden? Perhaps you do not know what it is yet, but I need to know if the Polaris will at all in the future be under threat. As long as it stays out of the way? Unless needed. Like now. He'll hold up two fingers as if he's holding some kind of glass that isn't there, gesturing his imaginary glass towards Captain Thunderbolt. He is to staying out of the way. Cerise mimics the action. Dishman will probably, after that, pretend to skull, and then take out his book, rest a little bit more deeply into the banisters, and then keep on writing in the book. Cerise turns back to look out at the way they're heading, and just companionable silence. So, back down. Neris and Loren in the aftermath of Neris's vision. You saw yourself. I... I've mentioned before that I have a bit more different magic, a bit more involved magic than you, yes. I, you talk quite in depth about your, you know, your little vts and she kind of gestures with her fingers the way his eyes will flick between future. Yes, this was simply one of the other vtvts. What were you doing in the vtvt? Were you doing something, something silly? Did you have like fudge on your nose and you were just like mortified at the idea? Yes, Lauren, I had fudge on my nose. Well, I don't know. You Sometimes you say your future things are about, like, you know, very important things. Like, oh, this is the future that is happening. And then, you know, you light up your little hypnotic pattern at me. And then other times you'll just be like, oh, Lauren, don't look at this thing. And then you can't tell that it's going to fail. Like, it, it seems really, you know, hit or miss. So firstly, that was a terrible impression. And you should feel horrible about that. Secondly, all of the visions that I have are equally important. Some may just relate to a different time. Like fudge. There could be a fudge timeline. I have never, and I do not believe I will ever, have a vision that contains fudge. You're really limiting yourself? No. (laughs) Alright, so if it wasn't about fudge on your nose, what was it about? Just dreams. Boring. I did a whole shot of alcohol from dreams. I drank vinegar. And? It'll do you some good? It cleans out your gut? Most certainly does not. I I can feel my gut. I you what you're probably feeling is all those toxins from all the alcohol you're fucking drinking leaving your body. I'm not drinking that much alcohol. I am every now and then I have a little bit. And it, it sometimes it helps me to calm down, sometimes it helps me to concentrate, sometimes it helps me to sleep, and that is fine. You sound like me, Captain. I don't want to sound like your Captain. Anyway, <clears throat> I have a question. Another one? Yes, but I'm not drinking any more of that garbage. Alright, and I'm not drinking any more of yours, go on. That's, it's very expensive, I thank you for that. And it's garbage, sometimes expensive things are worse. You have an incredibly bland palate. Anyway, <clears throat> your traveling companion. Damien. You two seem well acquainted. Should the crew of the Polaris be worried? Oh, how do I phrase this? If any of you like to have sex with strangers, you're about to have the best three days of your life. 
Probably at that point in the background, Janice comes crawling up out of the little alley from below and pulls himself up to his full height. He's holding something in his hand and it just looks over at the two of you. Having some friendly conversation over there, I see. Evening, Stormbreaker. He was asking me about Damien. Not in that manner. Oh. I, I didn't, I wasn't sure where it was. Damien's your type? No, I was uh, concerned about the crew. <clears throat> oh, of course. Well, that's a question. How many shots do you have to drink to tell me your type? I think that's fascinating. I do not have a type. That are you doing not... shots? No, no, we are not. We, we are exchanging information that is be- beneficial to both. Would uh, you like a shot, members. Janice? He pads over, but he, he like looks at the rowing car, like slides his eyes off her. Just sort of like comes to stand near them and then tilts his head to one side. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, whatever your type is, nose is very interesting. But uh, I don't really want to interrupt your drinking party. No, Why no, do I smell vinegar? Have a shot. He takes Lauren's glass, goes to take a sniff on it. It's like, that, that's, that's off. Where did you get that from? My hip flask. Nerys tried some. He enjoyed it. But yeah. I did. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> That is vinegar. What are the two of you doing? What have you two got against good health? Do you have against a good drink? Yes, it's certainly no bourbon. So you're drinking vinegar and talking about crushes, are you? That's, um... No, no. I'm drinking vinegar. He's drinking shit-tasting alcohol. And we're talking about how Damien's a whore. So that's what's happening here. Oh, very flirty. Yes, he is. I didn't know that was where the conversation was going. We are talking about that, but... What, not my intention. I see. And he raises should, his eyebrow and errors. Should be stated for the record. That you don't want to sleep with Damien? No, I, I am, I'm very content in where I sleep. Yes, with me. Or down below the ship, that is. Oh, yes. I haven't yeah, right. had the time to acknowledge that, actually. It's a little bit awkward. You know, I'm kind of there because man, I don't have anywhere else to go. But you choose to go and sleep down there with the rest of the crew. The I don't... rest of the crew? Well, yes, yes. it's not just Janus. Mm, that would yes, be weird. No. Most of the what? junior crew, yes. This seems like an abuse of power. What has Tibble got to say about this? This is not an abuse of... But Tibble is aware. Oh, so he knows you sleep down there. Have you always slept down there? Um, <clears throat> there was there were a few days where I slept um, in uh, my new quarters when I first got promoted, and then um, uh, <clears throat> then I, I transitioned back down. Do you not know how to set up a hammock? It's quite easy. I used to have that in my room. Oh no, I had a I had a full uh, a, a bed. Um, full bed. You <clears throat> got rid of it. Where did yes, it go? Uh, no need for it, you know. We just You two are being very blase about just admitting to me that you sleep with your junior crew. Well there's a lot of room. What's literal sleeping, see, not having sex with the crew. Oh That's okay. Quite oh and I you know There is asexual and I understood that. Come on. Did you ah. assume that some of them are No <laughs> Please <laughs> You keep things going. You keep things good. I enjoy you too. You're great. Good fun. <laughs> well, the feeling is mutual. Considerably less spines this time, I see. I must say quickly, actually, I haven't met another shape changer similar to my own Kimberly or my children. Certainly not one in such control as you seem to be. I'm not a shape changer. Oh. That was, um, um, not something until you need to worry about. <clears throat> Everything oh. okay? You just asked me why I'm still alive. Neris, no, nothing. 
nothing's okay. I mean, I should preface this. I didn't actually ask her if why she was still alive. I just asked her what the purpose was. Are the both of you okay? This is serious. <sighs> Sit down, Janice. Pete awkward looks, looks around, pulls up a chair, and sits down. He looks huge in the chair compared to the two of you. Again, this is not something either of you need to worry about, but there is a line I grow ever closer to, and I'm trying to stay away from it. Like I said, I'm no shape changer, but there's a burning in me blood. It would do both of you a lot of good to not be near me when it boils. A storm or something like that. Big storm? storm that's been chasing me a very long time and every day I hear it I think the captain might too and she is trying but she has other things on her plate right now I am not priority and I shouldn't be this is my bullshit I will keep it at bay this is one storm that will not reach harbor if I have my say I'm sorry to hear it that it seems so inescapable I know in my personal experience, running as fast as you can and shaping a future for yourself is an endless task. Hopefully there is one for you on the other other side of it. I hope so. I have people to avenge. Things to set right. Loyalty, of course. Always. You want to know what my purpose is, Nerith? It's finding where the sky meets the sea. Making that where I live. Then I wish you all the best. Thank you. Anyway, so about you two sleeping with your crew? Um, oh, I, okay, okay, so we explained. <clears throat> we, we sleep together, but separately. Yes, we, we're in we, different we, hammocks. It was yes. by accident. We only found out it was very awkward. <laughs> well, yes, we, we walked in with each other. It was a whole... Yes, we had like a whole moment, and then it was so awkward. Uh, right, Damien, so this is like the galley where everyone that gets pissed, and um, what are you guys talking about? Oh, um... Oh, hello. Hi. We're just mm. hanging out. Yes. Well, isn't this just the quaintest little party? Loran, always a pleasure, my dear. Damien, been too long since I've seen your face. Sure you couldn't make it longer? Oh, I couldn't leave you waiting, sweetheart. And he pulls a chair and turns it around and sits on it backwards in that stupid way that dickheads do. So, what are we drinking? And what secrets are we uncovering? Have a shot, find out. Damien takes the shot unflinchingly. Okay, that's that's kind of creepier. Wow. Loren has a look almost of respect on her face. Like, yes, this man gets it. Neris is full disgust. Now, now, exactly how fun are you, lot? I just want to know what I can offer to the table. We've got a little Miss Vinegar over here. And, uh, well, expensive tastes. And you, well, I don't need to know your tastes to know that you are just one tall drink of water. (laughs) These are all very good and very apt. (laughs) So, what can I bring to the table for you? I'd bring in a brawl if uh, Loren is anything to look at. I think he probably would have shrugged apologetically at Loren as well um, when Damien sat down with them. I mean, as fun as that would be, <clears throat> I do not believe a fight in the mess hall would be something to be encouraged. 
True. We don't want to stress our captain out of after all. Everything would get a little damaged. I am simply asking what I can bring to your table. How about some answers? Just friendly ones. Like we ask some questions and your answer just sort of get to know each other. Except we have already asked a lot of questions of each other, so now it is just you because you came quite late. <clears throat> what are you doing here? What is your current... I don't want to say mission because you seem like the sort of person that just sort of flies by the seat of their pants. What <clears throat> pants? A figure of speech, my apologies. <laughs> it's funny. Um, <clears throat> why were you with the Red Phoenix? Well, I had some information I felt that they may be privy to, and lo and behold, it most certainly paid off. Are you an information barter? (laughs) Oh, no, absolutely not. When I said, what can I bring to the table, I was literally trying to ask you what I can bring to the table, but that flew over all y'all's heads, so here I am getting interrogated, but honestly, that sounds like a fun Friday, so... No, 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 a a friendly questioning. So, what did you envision to happen next? Uh, In which regard? After you brought the information to the Phoenix. Oh, uh, Sugar, I have people after me, and I don't know if you know, but Loran and Cerise are pirates. Oh my god, I did not know that. How yeah. how could you possibly Oh, I know. It's such a terrible thing to just have these stowaways here. No, let me put this plainly. I somehow, somewhere or another, seem to piss off a lot of people. And sometimes those people may or may not have uh, divulged certain things to me or had certain connections with me under which I then become a threat to them. You hear? I do hear. So, and you're obviously not a pirate, of course. (laughs) Why would you be a pirate? Because you are outing us as pirates and pirates do not do that. So you must be an upstanding member of society, of course. Yes? Oh, I wouldn't say that, sugar. I'm giving you so many outs. So, you have information because people do not like you. No, I have information because people like me an awful lot. And then when they figure out that I have that information, that's when things get a little sticky. Right, of course. So, are you saying that you are a threat to those who you are around? Oh, absolutely not. You just plan on taking information that we have. No, sweetheart. I keep dangerous company. I don't know if you noticed from um, our lovely and oh-so-accommodating friend Loren here. Generally, the people around me and the business I'm in don't tend to be the most friendly of sorts. So when uh, they tend to run their mouths in um, certain situations, like uh, perhaps... um, There are certain pleasures some may experience with me, some at my hands, some through the business. And people get a bit loose-lipped, and they don't feel comfortable me having that information, especially in the business I'm in. You've mentioned that a lot, uh, the business that you're in. What business are you in? Y'all heard of Akhenat? Have we? Do I know if those dealings are dangerous? Please elaborate. Well, uh, my daddies, they own Akhenat. They run Akhenat. Took me in when I was just a little kid. So, uh, certain connections when found out about, they aren't a threat. 
but many see him that way. I see it sounds like a dangerous but profitable lifestyle. Are you trying to lay low right now? We're better to lay low than a pirate ship. Always on the moon. Plenty of protection. Beautiful buff women all around you, ready to take up the sword and just kill some people. It's absolutely delightful. You know, after spending a little bit of time with Loren, I absolutely believe she would want to kill particular people. Oh, I'm most certain that given half the chance, if she wasn't explicitly aware of where I'm from and what I mean, there would be a knife right through my throat and honestly, what a fun day. Don't kid yourself. It's nothing to do with who you are. Oh, I'm sure. It's out of the kindness of your sweet little heart. Absolutely not. I haven't been kind since I was in a single-digit age. That you... I, believe. I wouldn't believe it. Well, um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, I'm sure you would be happy to know, um, Mr. Damien, we are making a fairly rapid pace to Ankathir, where you would be able to go to the relative safety of wherever it is you would consider safe. Unfortunately, this is not a pirate ship, and <clears throat> of course we will be looking to protect everyone as much as we can. Um, in the interests of being as open as possible, we have had quite a lot of people who are searching for other people teleport their way onto the ship. I'm sure that um, you are perfectly safe here. Oh, anyone I'd know? Well, <clears throat> I would hope not. Because then he would have to kill you. Oh, would you, Jeff? Well, you know, there was, um, I wouldn't, actually. I don't. I try not to. Um, <clears throat> we don't really like anyone who teleports onto the ship, but sometimes we just... Things happen. It's a big ship. Mm. Can't keep an eye on everything at once. I'm sure you'll be yeah. safe here, though. <clears throat> of course, the uh, Polaris is well protected now, so I'm sure nothing bad will happen. No, y'all seem plenty capable. Right, well, um, I guess that I've seen enough of the ship, Damien, for the tour. I'll leave you with this lovely group. You seem to be getting along so well. You enjoy the night, don't you? I'm going to be heading off to bed. It's been a long day. You enjoy yourself, sugar. Have sweet dreams now? Of course. And I'm kind of flustered, but also kind of happy to be out of this situation, because ugh, <laughs> it's better than no. <laughs> Bye, have fun. And he's going to leave. Probably looking at Lauren as it goes. Loren just kind of gives him a little salute and wonders why he keeps looking at her. Now what I meant by what can I bring to the table, I explicitly meant drugs. Okay. Yes, no, of course, yes, yes. That's, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> yes, no, we no. should go to bed, shouldn't we? Yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yes, we should. Um, <clears throat> Damien sits back with a grin as they both scamper off and just turns to Loren. You sure know how to clear a room? Oh, sweetheart. I'm only just getting started. You know, you can stop it with the pet names. Oh, I can, but where's the fun in that? You know, Look, sweets, I don't have a problem with you. I know you don't. So what can I do to help smooth this along? What can I bring to the table for you? Look, you can keep your drugs to yourself and to the other members of the Red Phoenix. I don't do anything that pushes me out of control. Rightly so, and I wouldn't ask you to. I'm afraid, Damien, that you are just 
the poster boy of a particularly shitty week for me. So, there's not really much you can do to smooth things over unless you can take a leaf out of Neris' book and feck with time. Oh, well, that sure is interesting. I think you're going to grow to like me. You sleep well now, Loren. Damien stands up, and uh, as he leaves, he kind of wraps his knuckles on the table. Damien! Yes, dearest? Kind of shakes her head a little bit, and there's like this flicker for a moment, where you can almost swear there's like a delay in what she's doing. Like there's an echo. I've nothing wrong with you either. Just don't steer me, Captain, wrong. Sweetheart, there is no bottle big enough to capture that storm. Good. Have a good night wherever you choose to spend it, and I mean that. Oh, sweets, I will. But uh, I think maybe tonight I'll uh, lay it a bit low. Gonna read the room. You're a smart man. Oh, well, no one's accused me of being that in such a long time, darling. Oh, gods, you're ruining it. Go, go, go to bed. I'll see you in the morning. Good night, Lorraine. Damien leaves. Very briefly, as Neris and Janice go downstairs, Janice does bump his shoulder against the side of Neris's shoulder as we walk down. You said your visions have been clouded lately. Any reason why? I've been choosing them too much, too freely. You've been trying to behave on action alone, not thought, not future. No, I've been following my visions. I've been acting to get the futures that I want. And now you're not certain what it is? I'm not certain what any of them are. Perhaps a stronger thread will turn up. Shognesh will will it. All your own strength of mind. Perhaps it already has. Perhaps it already has. If you need me for anything else over the next few days with these guests of ours, let me know. Otherwise, I'll keep close eye on them all. I do have one question for you. Of course, Captain. Do you trust anyone on board this ship? Guests excluded. I did. You know what, Norris? Beyond the crew that I make for myself, trust is hard to win back. But in spite of myself, I do trust you. Why do you think I haven't been turning up to any of the meetings? You are incredibly clever. <laughs> now, he does a really sharp, sharp grin. That is flattery. And a good observation. I see a similar mind every once in a while. What is it they want? Me? I like the Polaris. I see great things for her future. I see a great future for myself one day when I'm worthy of it. But now I'm not sure if I am. That's why I can't bring myself to speak to my wife. Or to go back and see my children. I'm not good enough for them at the moment. I've given in too much to the part of me that I tried to bury. And then the Sin Seekers gave it a name. But I have plans. Nothing would harm you. Or anyone here. What I want... I want that big light on the horizon. I want to be that sunset. And if it's the Polaris, well, she's a beautiful ship. The crew are good people. The rest is improvisation, like any all good storytelling can be. 
Is that a sufficient answer for you, Neris, Solalante? I hope you get all that you desire. Me too. I only hope the same of you. Hopefully your visions will become less clouded in time. I'm not so sure I could handle that. Then, at the very least, I hope you can begin to follow the strings to places that will make you happier. And if I can assist with that, let me know. And he walks past him towards the end of the room where his hammock will be amongst all others. And he clicks up from his hand what he pocketed, which was a little carved wooden shark. And almost to himself, Neris goes, No danger to me or anyone else here. Here is such a relative term. And we'll follow into the room. So, unless there is anything folk to cover during the trip there, you're able to get reasonable wind over the trip to be able to reach the island and capital of the isles in two days. And Janus, as the ship is coming into port, you notice further along the docks a familiar vessel. One that you were lodged on for a period of time. The ship of the Sin Seekers. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. How could you? These cliffhangers! Uh-oh! Darby! <laughs> See you next week, everyone. Please let us know what's going to happen because I don't have future vision and I'm terrified. <laughs> we in trouble now, fam. Oh, okay. spaghetti yeah. See you next time. Okay, bye. Subscribe. We'll see you next week. I'm no shape changer. Honk. <laughs> Cut that out. Thank you. Cut out train honk. Also, do your one. I'm going to burst in. <laughs> Maybe wait till the end of what I'm saying. I was saying. like, oh, are you setting it up to me? I'm like, oh, wait, no, we're getting serious. All right. Figure out the safe word. <laughs> we'll turn it around. Y'all were talking about sex. Yeah, Neris is drunk. It'll go back I just there, think it we'll bring fun. it back to sex. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Wait till Neris okay. starts talking about sex and they'll be right. <laughs>